0: About 13,000 international association conferences take place every year, leaving a huge environmental footprint. In recent years, organizers and host cities have taken steps to put these events on a more sustainable footing, but there is still much more to be done. Fiona Pelham, CEO of Positive Impact Events, thinks a carbon target for the industry is needed to focus minds and drive real change. Fiona, welcome to Deep Dive.
1: Thank you.
0: So we're going to talk about this uh, new campaign to set a carbon target for the events industry. But it's been 15 years since you launched Positive Impact Events. And I wonder if you could just give our listeners a a sense of how things have changed over that last 15 years in terms of uh, sustainability in this sector.
1: Yeah, well, 15 years ago, sustainability was not really a known or or spoken about concept. And what's really clear now is it's a a non-negotiable in events, Um, especially over this period of COVID lockdown, there's been more and more conversations about what sustainability means to the event sector. And I think if you look at what's happening in the sport world, you can really see big shifts happening very quickly. So for the last eight years, the sports world has taken on board the ISO 2012-1 framework. So at an international Olympic committee level, at an international sport federation level, it's um, an international standard. Um, ISO is the international body for global standards. There's all sorts of international standards, but this is the only one that exists for the event sector. Mm-hmm. And um, the The sports bodies using it has meant that there's become a culture of using it. And within ISO 2012-1, you identify your sustainability issues and act upon them. And pretty much every day during lockdown, there's been news of a sports team taking action on something. And that's really what could happen in the business events world as well. So I'm I'm very optimistic about the potential for change.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So that would rely on uh, some big players in the business events. Uh, sector taking a lead, sort of setting an example for everyone else to follow?
1: Well, I used to think it was that, but Mm -hmm. over the 15 years of positive impact events, obviously we're a not-for-profit and we exist to create a sustainable event industry. Mm -hmm. So, The number of conversations we've had, the number of routes we've taken to to create that, um, means that I'm not sure the big players in the meetings industry doing anything would make the difference. I think the difference is going to come from outside of our meeting event industry bubble. It's going to come from the corporate companies because they are all aligning with the sustainable development goals and they're reporting on them. And it's going to come from policy through global governments. And we have a a last chance now, literally in the last year, to get involved in those conversations. Otherwise, those things are done to us.
0: Right. So it's going to be led by clients then, uh, in our case, international associations, going to uh, suppliers to the meetings, industry venues, uh, convention bureau, and saying, this is Uh, what we'd like you to deliver in terms of a sustainable event. um, Can you do that for us?
1: Yes. So corporate... Uh, companies have in the majority signed up to the sustainable development goals and we now have 10 years to reach those goals so it's a decade of accountability so corporate companies are being expected to report more and more on their event impacts associations I haven't thought so much about how they fit into the picture really I, I focused on the areas that quick change can happen mm. Um, two years ago we did a a review of corporate sustainability reports, and there was no mention of events. We started that work again in January and we stopped it due to COVID, but we were finding that events were being mentioned, but they were being mentioned from the standpoint that the corporate was saying, we stopped doing this event to save carbon from the carbon footprint caused of the event. So in a way that's not really the event sector contributing to the sustainability report. It's the corporate seeing an event as a logistical creation of carbon and stopping it. And that's one of the reasons that this carbon targets creation that we're going to talk about is really vital for the industry. So the industry has a narrative by which it can say, this is the reason we have events.
0: Yeah, before we move on to the carbon targets, um, what you've just said is interesting, because I guess for corporates, they can look at their portfolio of events and say we'll get rid of that one and that one and then we can go back to our shareholders and say look this is what we're doing to be green but for international associations it's, it's really not that easy is it because meeting every year or every two years is, is in many cases why they exist and without that income they wouldn't be able to fund their other activities
1: mm. I think international associations members will be from governments and from corporates and they will be very familiar and increasingly so with the conversation around sustainability so their behavior is going to be changing and they'll expect their associations to reflect that as well
0: yeah well that's interesting so let's just move on to this project to set a carbon target for the events uh, industry it's been done in collaboration with the un uh, can you uh, tell us about it
1: yeah so over the last 5 years positive impact has grown a number of memorandums of understanding with united nations bodies and that's not easy to do um and we have taken that route because we see that the united nations has the ability to impact on government policy Um, and also has the framework of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which is a, a great narrative for the event sector to align with. So the opportunity that we have and that we are non-stop in conversations for funding around is the creation of an event sector framework with UNFCCC, they're the UN body responsible for climate change. And this framework would allow the event sector to say, this is our target for carbon reduction. This is what we believe our footprint to be now, this is what our target is, and this is by when our target will happen. And then the framework will also take all the existing initiatives within the event sector, reference those and how we can use those to reach the target. And maybe this is the most important part of this whole podcast, but the world is talking about carbon targets and we as an event sector cannot survive for very long unless we have one and we're talking about it. It's been a bit of an inconvenient conversation for us because we know the logistics of an event causes carbon, but we can't hide any more from it. Um, We we either don't do anything and we experience what we are seeing in the sustainability reports where CEOs are saying, let's not have events because it reduces carbon, or we back the creation of this sector framework. And at the COP conference next year, the UK Prime Minister could stand up while hosting the conference and say, the event sector in the UK has built back better. They've created a carbon framework. They're going to reduce their carbon footprint and they have a pathway to do that. Isn't it inspiring? Shouldn't we support that industry?
0: Right. So the sector can't avoid setting targets. But but how does the business event sector or does the business event sector measure its carbon emissions at the moment we don't
1: measure it i mean there are many many ways to measure a carbon footprint there are many consultants there are many small initiatives out there there are many little projects measuring it so there will be some events that measure their carbon footprint and in fact for the cop conference part of the uh, procurement's um approach was to procure a company to measure the carbon footprint of the COP conference in the UK and then offset that. Um, But it is not a sector-wide conversation and if we're just going to ignore it and have some events that measure and then offset, we're not addressing it as a sector and that won't end well for us because if we're thinking that an event should just be offset, there's a very big cost in relation to that. It would be, what we're talking about here is a new narrative for the event sector. And I I know in this deep dive, we're focused on the carbon target, Mm. but the new narrative for the event sector is bigger than carbon. And it's in line with the sustainable development goals. And there is a sustainable development goal around participation and inclusion in decision-making. Now, if the event sector says, we are the ones that make that goal happen then global businesses and governments will say okay we need you and we need your service mm. and then we say and we understand we have to address all the other goals and we have to be measuring and reporting and here is our framework to report on carbon
0: and that's why a, a target is important because uh, everybody else is doing it and we have to be part of that conversation
1: We're not doing something brand new here. We're actually copying fashion and sport, and we can see that that's been a success.
0: So would responsibility for actually measuring the emissions uh, fall to the UNFCCC, or would that fall on somebody else?
1: So the way this would happen is, first of all, we need to find 30000 of funding, which is not a huge amount for the whole sector to have. A sector framework. With that funding, we would be able to open up the conversation to anyone in the global event sector to come around the table, and UNFCCC would facilitate the conversation. And the conversation would be what should our sector target be? Mm-hmm. How could we measure the sector's emissions right now? What initiatives already exist that could help us with this and with our reduction? And UNFCCC would facilitate the conversations to reach a framework.
0: Okay, I have seen some um, academic studies into the carbon uh, footprint of, of conferences. There's a, there a great piece in Nature uh, earlier this year, which sort of drilled really deep into into the, the, the carbon footprint. So it can be done, so we know it can be done. It
1: absolutely can be done. And UNFCCC are also planning to launch a measurement tool for free that the event sector could use. So that would be a really helpful tool. Um, it, and it, like you say, it can be done. One of the challenges we face right now within the sector, and, and the reason that this UNFCCC framework is so key, is lots of little initiatives happening. So one association might say, hey, let's all do this. Or one group of production companies could say, hey, let's measure this way. But that doesn't help the event sector. Um, the, The other piece to notice is during the time of Corona, the event sector around the world has said, we want a closer relationship with government. So they understand what we do. And this UNFCCC framework is an opportunity to open that conversation with government because government will understand a UN framework. They're less likely to understand an association-specific initiative or a small group of people initiative.
0: Yeah, it's uh, speaking the language of government, isn't it? I think this is what the sector has to to wise up to. Just um, pulling back from that a a minute, do you actually think, event organizers, uh, associations, host cities um, actually understand the role they can play in helping to reduce carbon emissions?
1: Um, I think on a personal note, everyone understands how important sustainability is and how important it is that we build back better. I think on a, this is your job and your career note, this is a very inconvenient conversation Mm. because what we're talking about is rebuilding a sector in a way that aligns with the Sustainable Development Goals, so causes less carbon, as an example. There is, however, a huge opportunity for that narrative. I mentioned Sustainable Development Goals 16 and one of the targets around participation and inclusion in decision-making. Mm. That is a huge opportunity for our sector to align with. Mm. But the supply chain that we have and the way that money flows through our sector right now doesn't really work with that narrative and with the potential new future. So that's why this conversation might not always be the priority from um, all the partners.
0: Yes, I can see how that might be the case. Now you mentioned earlier um, about COVID-19 and it has been a very uh, peculiar year in many ways, but has the health crisis, has the, the shift uh, from face-to-face to online meetings, has that helped to change the narrative in any way, in terms of uh, sustainable events?
1: It's been a gift from the standpoint of sustainability and the event sector. So, just before COVID hit, the last event I went to was MPI's European Meetings and Events Conference. Yeah. And the keynote was given by UNFCCC, who very clearly said, change has to happen in your sector or your sector won't exist. And we got feedback after that conversation from some high level people at that event saying, people don't want to hear that. That's a bit drastic. Mm. And then within a month, our industry had stopped. And it's given our industry, our sector, the chance to really look at what we do and what we want to be known for doing. Um, So we now have the opportunity to own that narrative of we make participation and inclusion and decision-making happen. And I think maybe in our sector, we sometimes forget that global governments are aligning on on their strategy around the UN SDGs and the majority of global businesses are. So they're all speaking the language of the SDGs Mm. and the Sustainable Development Goals. And if we as a sector can also speak that language, it will make a huge difference Mm.
0: So you mentioned earlier the £30,000 you're trying to raise to uh, establish a UN framework for the events sector. How far along are you with that? And um, is there a link people can follow to, to make a donation?
1: So we have spent years going around trying to generate funding for mm-hmm. this. Um, we started the conversations back at IMAX America in, oh, was it 2019, 2018 maybe? Um And we've now decided okay it's really now or never Mm -hmm. so from the end of january there will be an opportunity on the positive impact website for individuals to buy a education product for 100 pounds so they will gain education on what the sustainable development goals mean for the event industry and 100 of that money will go towards funding for this framework we also have a funding document for those that may have marketing budgets that are more than a 100 pound education budget Um, and we would really like to talk to them and like I said we are non-stop talking to different parties about funding this because the reason that we want the funding is so that the event sector can be around the table in this conversation and that funding would make it possible for conversations that anyone could join.
0: And it would be timely if you could get this up and running before COP26, I guess.
1: Exactly. So the plan is by the end of January to have the funding, start the meetings February, finish the first round of meetings April with the focus on launching this at the COP.
0: Terrific. Well, just one final question. Um, It's quite a big question, I suppose. But as we look ahead to 2021, and obviously we've been reflecting on uh, 2020 and how the industry stands Right now, what what in your opinion do you think um, constitutes a successful event professional? Um, now, what what should the job uh, entail? What should uh, event professionals be doing?
1: Well, I think there's there's a real need for capacity building within the event professional community um, so that we can speak the language of the Sustainable Development Goals and during the corona lockdown period we uh, provided education free for over 1,200 event professionals to learn about the Sustainable Development Goals and we saw amazing action being taken after that so I, I think What constitutes a good event professional next in 2021 is building your capacity around speaking the language of the sustainable development goals, making sure that you are educating yourself without waiting for somebody to tell you and educating yourself around things that are a priority for corporate CEOs and global governments, in other words, the sustainable development goals. Um, I think also being able to, to speak the new narrative of what events are about so that Those governments and CEOs don't just think an event is a logistical operation that creates carbon and waste because there's more to an event than that. I think innovation is key. Um, Again, at Positive Impact, we've run a number of experiments over the last couple of months with corporate event planners where we've been innovating how you can connect virtually. And we've seen some amazing results from that. And then finally, I think this is the year for the event sector to show leadership. And if we show leadership in the form of um, the framework for carbon targets with UNFCCC that's announced at COP, that will create a whole new future for us. If we don't step into that leadership, we are then just waiting to do what other people tell us. We, you know, we struggle with having these conversations with government about the value of our sector. And this is a chance, a real chance for us to show leadership here.
0: Well, you've uh, really thrown down the gauntlet uh, to the events industry there. Uh, Fiona, I wish you the very best of luck with all of this. And we will be back uh, in touch in the new year when you have those links on your website uh, to help you with your funding target to raise 30,000 pounds to establish a UN framework, um, sustainable framework for the events sector. Um, But for now, uh, thank you very much For taking part in this deep dive, and we shall speak again soon. Thank you.
1: Thank you.